Hey, lovely to see you all. If you're visiting here, you're really welcome. I'm Adrian, serve on the team with Dave, and uh, we're really looking forward to this autumn. I trust you are. Uh, there's a lot of things we don't know, <laughs> but there are some things we do know that God has got good things um, ahead for us, so we can trust in those. So over the next four weeks, we're going to be looking at uh, the beginning chapters of the book of Joshua. Uh, it's a great uh, story. You might want to read it. Perhaps you've read it before. Um, we've been drawn to it in our elders' meetings, our planning. Uh, we were working through Nehemiah and praying through that. But uh, we've been also drawn to Joshua of late. It's a book of major transition. Okay, if you know it, so Moses has led God's people out of Egypt. Millions of them, they've come through the sea. The enemy's been defeated, but they've had 40 years wandering around uh, wilderness. Sort of wandering, but God's led them through Moses. But Moses has died. Okay, it, it wasn't a surprise. Uh, you can read a bit about that end of Deuteronomy. And Joshua, his successor, has been appointed by Moses. Um, and so we're going to look at that story of transition. And why, why, why transition? Because life is full of transition, so it's a helpful thing to have some help with. But at the minute, it feels like there's, just, there's lots of transitions happening. Now, in, maybe in your life, certainly in the church, there's transitions in our nation. There's just transitions going on at all levels. And whilst we can live with one or two, when they come too many, we feel, I think, we, start, we, we need some perspective, so that's why Joshua is really helpful. So maybe you're at like new school, new college, new job. There's all sorts of things that happen in September, the new school year. If you're a teacher, you've got a new class. Um, so there's planned ones, and we anticipate, we apply for a job, and we have a transition into that. But then there's also unexpected ones. Someone gets ill, so illness, bereavement. They're like massive transitions that you think, I, I wasn't looking for this. Redundancy just comes out of nowhere. Okay, so we have, we have nice transitions, ones that we anticipate, and then there's painful ones. You think, I, I did not ask for this. Um, so what, what, what does Joshua say? Actually, do you know the whole book is one about transition? The whole book. So right at the start, this planet is a rocky, formless blob in space. Genesis says it was formless, it was empty. The Spirit of God, though, hovered and God spoke. There's a transition from a rock in space to life and God said and God said. And then just go through. So you've got Abraham, a transition of one guy with one wife, no kids, and God says, you're going to be a father of many nations. There's a transition. There's Joseph. He's transitioned with his brothers, he ends up in the court of Pharaoh advising. Uh, there's uh, David, the shepherd boy, he transitions to be a king. There's Peter, Simon Peter, a fisherman, fearful and a bit argumentative, becomes uh, a bold preacher and the church founded on um, and him and his disciples. And then there's a transition of a, of a peasant boy, Born in Galilee, nobody really knows where that is and nothing good from that area. A peasant boy becomes a servant king, becomes death on the cross as a criminal, but then ascends. It's all about transition, this whole book. So we're going to read the first few verses of Joshua 1, because uh, it's good to concentrate on one of these transitions 
and see how we can be helped. Okay, so I'm going to read chapter 1, verse, verse 6 verses. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aid, the successor, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people, get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I'm about to give to them, to the Israelites. I'll give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon, from the great river the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the Mediterranean Sea in the west. No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I'll be with you. I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous, because you're going to lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their ancestors to give them. So here's Joshua in this massive transition. And, so, and, the, first, and the songs that we've sung have just been so helpful uh, uh, in these things. So in our first, our first helpful moment of transition or thought is God never changes. Do you know that? God never changes. Psalm 102 says this, you remain the same. I thought a lot about that verse. It's been really helpful to me over the summer as everything seems to be like moving. But God, you remain the same. Your years will never end. Friends, it's so important in transition. What do we hold on to? Because when things are moving, if we're holding on to a moving thing, it's, makes us, it doesn't particularly help. But if we look at the one who never changes, as those who follow Jesus, we know in him, you remain the same. He's unchanging. Everything else seems to move and does move. Your years will never end. So friends, let's be rooted in transitions and movement around in the one who never changes. Why don't we say those verses or that, those words, you remain the same. Okay, let's say, you remain the same. Let's speak those words, positivity, the biblical words. You remain the same. So we can have strength in these times of transition also because God is with us. Ah, he's with us this morning. Do you know that? God is with us. We're not just a bunch of happy, smiley people meeting in a room. God is here. God is among us. Friends, God is among us. He's here, his, his presence. Let's reach out to him. His word is near to us. He's touching. He's drawing alongside us. Let's, let's divert our attention to him. God, you're here? I just draw from him. Let's draw from him. Lord, I need, I need your unchanging presence. Friends, the spirit of God that hovered over this formless planet and spoke has filled you and I. If you belong to Christ, that God has come to you. Oh. Suddenly our transitions don't feel so big. Let's know God has become, the spirit of God has become in us. We get to exciting development from, from Joshua's transition to, to something else. So hang on to that thought. But no, the presence of God is not a feeling, although we sometimes feel him. He's a person. He's not a force, although he has power. He's a person. The Spirit of God, if you're in Christ, the Spirit of God has come to dwell in you. So whenever you, wherever you go on transition, guess what? 
Spirit of God, here he is. He's with me. So whichever transition, whatever moment I or you walk into, he's there with me. Friends, that's why we give ourselves to him. I will never leave you. I had a massive revelation of that earlier this year, that God never left me. And if he says that now, that was true yesterday or last year or at your birth or there was never a moment when God was not with you, whether you knew him or not. God's word is, I never, I never left you. And if he never left you, you were never abandoned. See, some of us in moments of transition feel threatened because the things we find security in have gone. God says, I am with you. The difficulty is we've found out and put our trust in those things. And then we feel abandoned when those things go. God says, I will never leave you. That's what he said to uh, Joshua. Drink that in. I, the one who never changes, not Adrian, okay, I come and go. He remains the same and says, I will never leave you. Do you know that? Oh, friends, it's a feast. I, he will never leave me. Whatever you are going through, this is what Jesus said to his disciples in the end of Matthew. As you go into all the world, Make disciples, I will be with you. The Father says that the Spirit has made our home. Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God, says, I will be with you. In Christ, he's not just alongside us, he's in us. Friends, when you pray, as we worship, he is with us. When you face situations this week, he is with us, unchanging. He's with us. And he speaks promises. Moses, my servant's dead. Now you, these people, get ready to cross. I'll give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. God's with us. He's in us. And he's promised. Okay, God's promises are not, um, they're not changeable. Otherwise, they're not promises. I'll be with you. And I will give you this land, Moses. The key thing is, will you trust him? Because Moses, uh, sorry, Joshua had to, Follow the promise. He had to follow the promise. Okay, I'll stay here then. No, everywhere you put your foot, you've got to put your foot, but I've given it you, and there's a promise. Friends, promises come like with this call to respond. And God has called us as a church. He's given us promises, a river to flow from here. We've heard so many times. The presence of God filling us, the towns around, the region, the nations. God has given us promises, but we don't just sit back and say, okay, God, you do it. Although we trust him, we participate. So we gather to pray and we, we look for opportunities. We meet in groups. We, we are stirred to serve because God has got a plan. Plan to touch this town around us. And many of us, many of you, I trust, you have personal, you have prophetic words that God has spoken. Scripture verses, dreams, vision, prophetic promises that have strengthened you. Say, God, okay, I align myself. I said before, when we came, Crane and I, 18 years ago or so, and there was, for that first year, and it was tough, there were prophetic promises I used to read every day. Think, God, you said... Okay, so we had to participate, we had to come, we had to move, but we trusted in God's promises. And life's like that as it continues with its ups and downs. We've faced tough transitions as a church, haven't we, over many years. 
Okay, leadership challenges, financial challenges, but we look to the promises of God to strengthen us in these journeys. I'll ask you a question. Why does God say to Joshua, uh, Moses is dead? Okay, hang on to your seat because we are, I, mean, I want to accelerate. I, why does God say to Joshua, Moses is dead? Like Moses, Joshua thinks, ah, oh, so that's where he's not, that's why he's not been. Why does, God, why does God tell Joshua that Moses is dead? Okay. Oh, thanks God. Uh, yeah, that's like really helpful. Why does God sometimes say the obvious to us? Well, here's the thing, you see. Most of us, and I don't think Joshua, we don't do endings very well. We sometimes get part to an ending. We don't like transitions. So we like to stick with what's familiar Okay, so for 40 years or more, this nation has known Moses. They are now full of grief for him. So why does God say, Moses is dead, now come on, move on. We don't, there's been some time they've been grieving. Middle Eastern people are professional grievers. They, they do it very publicly. They would give a lot of time and energy to it. It's like God says, there's a something bigger than your pain. There's something I want you to see. Get ready. There's a promise for these people. Joshua, are you going to be the one that leads them into it? I've called you. It's because God knows that sometimes our vision from the one who never changes drops to things that are changing to actually I'm, my vision's here and my past and my vision's, my vision's even my pain. We can quite enjoy dwelling in a bit of pain, can't we? God says, I know your tendency. You need to know there's a bigger call. He's saying to Joshua, and he says to you and I, there's something bigger. Will you let your past define you or the bigger thing? What do we want, Open Door? What do you want? What do, what do I want? The past to define us or what God has said? Something bigger. So what might your Moses, what might mine be? What might Open Doors Moses be? What are we lingering around? Maybe there's that disappointment. There were two travellers on the road from Jerusalem and they were feeling disappointed. There's a guy, we were following him, he's died and someone comes alongside and they don't know who it is. And like, that, like the promises that Joshua hears, this person reminds them, don't you know it's in scripture that this Christ was going to suffer? And when he suffered, actually he was going to preach after him a repentance, forgiveness of sin to all the nations. There's something bigger than that pain. And then you can read about the end of Luke. They realize, hey, this is Jesus. This is Jesus. Jesus for them, for Joshua and for us says, I've got something bigger for you. But it involves transition. It involves letting go of the past. It involves not looking to the things around us for security. It involves looking at the one who never changes. Friends, Jesus is speaking to us. He's calling us. He's got a future. He's got a plan. And maybe, yes, we do see the situations around. Let's avert our gaze to the one who never changes changes let's encourage one another to do that that's why we meet because it brings encouragement we look around and we think yeah together we can see the one and our vision isn't that a vision this morning larger than it was at 9 a.m because we've met there's something happened as we've come we're seeing god at work among it's the church god's purpose was that now through the church 
the manifold wisdom, the multicolored wisdom was, uh, was going to be made known to the principalities and powers. Friends, we catch something of the bigness and unchangeable as we gather. So important. So here's the thing that marks our Old Testament to New Testament. From Moses to Joshua, the transition, there, there was a death, wasn't there? There was a death. Moses has died. The transition was from Moses who's died now, Joshua, and obviously we can read on Joshua died. But you know, the name Joshua is an Old Testament Hebrew version of the name Jesus, which is Greek. And rightly so, we follow on the New Testament, Jesus who died. But the transition that Jesus gives isn't, okay, now it's someone else. It was Moses, now it's Joshua. And okay, it's not Joshua, now it's Gideon and, and so on. The transition that happens through Christ, the new covenant transition, is this. In the new covenant, death is followed by resurrection. Transition is always upwards in the kingdom of God. It's always upwards. There is a death. There's a death of Christ and we die with him. But there's always an upward transition. There's always a momentum to life. See, when God speaks through Jesus, the final word is, there is life in me. There is life in me. In Jesus, for us, for open door, for the nations, there's life in Christ. And he has changed us because he's alive. Moses is in, with Christ in God, Joshua. But Christ is here. Christ is here with us. He's in us. He's unchanging. He fills us and he gives us hope for the future because he's alive. And every transition we go through in this life because of, uh, with him leads us to life. It may be painful. It may involve death, emotional, mental, physical death. But it, even in Christ, death leads to life. There is, no, there is no situation, there's no transition that we face that takes us down in Christ. It always takes us up and forwards. Jesus says this. It's exciting, isn't it? Okay, isn't it? Yeah, thank you. Jesus says, I'm the living one. I was dead, but behold, I'm alive forever and ever. And I hold the keys of death and Hades. I hold the keys of transitions for your life and for open door. I hold the keys. Okay, do we know that? He holds the keys. He says this to um, Lazarus's family, his two sisters uh, have died, John 11. I'm the God of the resurrection and the life. That's who he is. That's the God we work, worship. I'm the God of the resurrection and the life. Sorry, am I shouting a lot? I don't... <laughs> I just... Oh. I'm the God of the resurrection. Do you see? So any despair, any rejection, any pain that we feel, that, oh, I want to go back. God says, I've got the keys. Transition with me upwards. Transition with me upwards and forwards. Is there some disappointment? Open door church. Are there some promises? You think, oh, but what if? Or why did that? Why don't we believe Jesus that he has an upward transition? We say, God, I don't understand, but I look to you. I believe this morning there's some, some of us need to take a step forward and away from our disappointments and things that we, uh, we, we nurture like little chicks. We need to say, okay, I'm going to leave them because he has a better transition. 
You know, in him, our guilty conscience transitions to righteousness. In him, our shame becomes honour, sons and daughters. In him, our defeat, because there's a slave master, becomes he's removed and now I'm a son and a daughter. That's what we've sung. And Isaiah 61 that Jesus quotes in Luke 4. Listen to these transitions. Okay, the spirit of the God is on, of the living God is on me. He's anointed me to preach good news to the poor. Transition, poor hear good news. He talks about joy instead of mourning. Okay, it's a transition, mourning to joy. Joy comes, there may be pain in the night, but joy comes in the morning. Beauty instead of ashes. God gives us beauty. You think I'm in ashes? Isaiah 61, Jesus says, I've come to give you beauty instead of ashes. Freedom over captivity. Forgiveness and mercy over judgment. And even life, eternal life, that has begun already for those of us in Christ. Friends, it's good news, isn't it? Are you happy? <laughs> don't be happy for me. Be happy for who you have in Jesus. And if you don't have Jesus, you're missing out. Why would you, th why would you miss out on all that partiness, all that goodness? Okay, I want to break this morning. Okay, so this is the, the, the business now. I want to break this morning a spirit of mourning. Okay, are you in a spirit of mourning? Okay, a spirit of regret. We do have regret. We do have sadnesses. We do have questions. So it's not to make light of them. But will they define you or will you take hold of the transition that Jesus has? It may be some journey of there of forgiving and letting go. It may be praying with some people. Can you help me through these things? As a church, Dave and I, we want to lead you faithfully to, into the promises and the fullness of God, of all that God has. But part of that is we let go of things. Okay, rooms are changed. The, the fire's changed. Maybe some of you are attached to some of that old wallpaper and the way on. Okay, there's a transition that happens. But there'll be other things. Other leaders called forward. Maybe you're asked, but maybe you're not. There's a transition. Okay, I want to. God has got transition for us all. It's not transition for some. Okay, when we follow Christ, it's transition for all. Not all the same, but it's a transition for all. So let's get ready, will you? Okay, let's let's get ready. We're going to look through other bits of Joshua, the early part. See, God's holy. He's the captain of the host. But it starts by, okay, Moses is dead. Let's step forward to the one that has life for us. Okay, so I, how can we do this? I just want to break some things over our thinking. Spirit of mourning. Okay, it's like a black cloak. Jesus says the spirit of God's on me. And he's on me. He's on us to, break, to bring good news. Life instead of mourning. So, if you know that you're carrying a spirit of mourning for yourself, for the church, for your life, I just want to ask you to stand. I'm not going to ask you to identify it in front of us, but I want to just break something. Almost getting off this chair, you're saying, I'm going to break with the past. So just stand where you are. Okay? So I want to read this Isaiah 61 verse over you. Okay, there's disappointment. There's regret. Could be last week, could be yesterday, could be a decade ago. 
Just our Holy Spirit, is there something that you want to bring me more freedom this morning? Holy Spirit, just bring illumination to our hearts. I can't magic away the pain that you may have felt, the rejection you might have experienced, but I proclaim to you that Jesus brings life out of death. Always. So I just speak to spirit of mourning, speak to a spirit of rejection, and I say, go in Jesus' name. You have no place because God has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That's what he said. He has the last laugh. The last word, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Let's speak for relationships that have collapsed, failed. God says, I will never leave you. I will come to you. I'll live with you, make my home. Spirit of the Lord's on me to proclaim good news to the poor. I've had a lot of fun this morning. Come, Holy Spirit, now bring freedom, for I proclaim the year of the Lord's favour to comfort those who mourn, to provide for those of you who are grieving, to bestow on you a crown of beauty instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of a spirit of despair. Oaks of righteousness, you caught. A planting of the Lord. And I speak over Open Door Church as well. Just with the authority as one of the team of elders that I proclaim the year of the Lord's favour. I proclaim that God comforts us, Open Door, who mourns, provides for those of us who grieve, bestows on Open Door a crown of beauty, instead of ashes, the oil of gladness instead of mourning, a garment of praise instead of despair, oaks of righteousness. That's what we are, that's what you are. God's word is a better word. In Jesus' name, God bless.